I'll intro because I feel like I'm not going to get to say much else if I don't. Uh, you, you think I'm literally going to talk for an hour about the, um, <laughs> the Shenmue anime? About the Shenmue anime. Yeah. It only goes on for like a minute and a half. There's about 15 I know, minutes of I know, but chat. you're going to talk frame by frame, aren't you? I, I wasn't planning on it, but... <laughs> okay, right, here we go. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast with your gracious hosts Dan and Reg. And how's it hanging, Reg? It is hanging a little bit to the left. Uh, is that is that a comment on your uh, political alignment, or is that a comment on your curtains uh, or your your fringe? No, you don't really have a fringe, do you? I don't have a fringe. No, I can't I'm think of an, else. I'm not in the 90s be. anymore, so Fair enough. That, that went. Do you remember curtains? Yeah, I never yeah. had the hair to do it. No. Which one Which one had that? Was it PJ? Was it Duncan? I can't remember. Uh, is PJ on Blind Pet? Yeah. It's PJ. These the... Um... No, no, no. It was, it was Dun- Deck. Deck. P- Deck. P- was Declan. PJ the blind one? Yeah. Okay, PJ yeah, the blind so one. Deck. So it's okay. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome start to the podcast! Of course, always, always. I've noticed. I've noticed the past couple of podcasts we've referenced Ant and Deck at the beginning of the pod, and That's I true. don't know why. Several times, and a few weeks ago, we talked about how um, Biker Grove ended, how it was weird, how there were dinosaurs and aliens and all sorts of stuff. We did indeed. Yeah, it's like weird. they let Chris Nolan edit, like direct an episode of Biker Grove, and he brought in all this weird. Time travel, dinosaur, alien, like the the grove disappearing into nothingness. Mm. Mm. Exciting. Although it couldn't have been Chris Nolan because it didn't have um, Killian Murphy in it. That is very true. Mm. He does like to come into it. He does. Every single goddamn film. I mean, you say that that's a bad thing. He's, he's fairly. I've never watched Peaky Blinders, but he was good as Scarecrow um, and some other things. He's all right in Peaky Blinders. To be fair, right. I to be fair, we give up on season t- three, two or three. Hmm. Um, I think it was so. Yeah, we we managed to get quite a lot of the way through it, and it was just one of those that something else came on when it happened. So we're like, oh, and we just jumped over to watch whatever else it was that I can't remember. And um, never, I never got back and to we it. Just, we never went back to it, but. I'm really not that arsed either at the same time. I think it was one of those, the same as uh, we went back to watch Sons of Anarchy because we mm. never watched that before. And I think they were great when they came out. Okay. Yeah, and but difficult to watch now. Difficult to watch now. Well, I was just going to ask you, um, have you any idea what Peaky Blinders means? But I just Googled it and it's it's quite horrible. Yeah, so they keep razor blades in the, in the peak of their caps. Yeah, and then just so. sort of, yeah. Anyway, lovely. It's gorgeous. Mate. Yeah, I'll never gorgeous. get my other half to watch that show. No, that's probably the least of her concerns. <laughs> to be fair, isn't it? To be fair, I see it. It's not as grim as what I anticipated. It's like nowhere near as bad as what you think it's right. going to be in terms of that. It's more about just them as like the gang and their their life more than it is like you know any grim things that they do 
as okay. the gang. All right. Like the the the, the, it's like the Sopranos, of basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very similar. It wasn't like, all bad. No, and the, the, there's there's a lot that happens like off cam that's like the really gritty, grim stuff. Um, so you don't get to see it, but you know it's happening. Nice. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Although, speaking of stuff that is pretty grim, on a different okay. sort of grimness, right. um, we just finished watching season three of Brassic um, okay. on Sky. So this is one of those those shows that I think me and you had the conversation ages ago where you were like, you know, Sky don't do anything great, no. like any great originals. No, and you can always tell if it's a Sky original because when they do season two and season three, they don't just go, it's season two of this show. They go, it's Brassic 3. Or they give they give the season a subtitle to be like, this is like a movie. It's like a sequel. No, it's not. It's just the second season. Just call it <laughs> what it is. Because every advert I see, it's Brassic 3. And same with anything else they ever do. Yeah, but Brassic is one of those shows that's like we 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 came onto it and we're like we heard it's supposed to be a, like a really funny comedy, mm. um, and we're like you know what there's so much other stuff we want to watch at some point we'll get around to watching it, um, and then my brother was just like no mate drop whatever you're watching it's your humour like so just you, watch it so you dropped uh, Piggy Blinders so and so I was like Brassic. so I was holding Oliver and I was like right and dropped Oliver and I was like time for me to watch uh, some Brassic. <laughs> Oliver was a bit upset. Ash was mortified, and I was like, "My brother told me to do it." Yeah, and then she watched Brassic, and we're like, "All right, it's it's pretty good." I yeah, understand now. It's it's probably right up there my favorite comedies. Oh wow! Ever, it is so good. Like it, and it is my humor. Like so, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know my humor is either a stupid, like just. Just pointless humour, I yeah. find Mighty ridiculously Bush, funny. Um, Garth Marenghi, the like of that. Yeah. Yep. Or it's dark. Mm-hmm. So there's the, there's the mix of the both in this, and it's great. And it's basically just about a little, like in a little rural town, um, there's, there's a little group of thieves, like professional thieves, um, that go about the business, and stuff always goes wrong for them. And that's what makes it funny. Um, but... Every single character is likable. There's not one character where you're like, oh, God, not him again. Um, but it, it hit the really seriously cringe levels of, oh, Jesus, um, where we're like, I hope no one's walking past and watching this right now. Because um, in one of the episodes of season three, one of the farmers turns to like the professional thieves and is like, there's a, there's a Hollywood bull. There's like a film star bull. Um, that this that this family own, and I want it. I want the semen from this bull because it's worth like thousands. Like each little vial is mm-hmm. worth like thousands and thousands. And they're like, yeah, we'll get this bull. Um, so they have to come up with a plan of like how to arouse the bull and okay. come through. And like one of the guys is like, ah, oh, just bring all my dildos. And then the the end up just doing like some really grim stuff. <laughs> they start uh, to this ball, but then they end up. You see them. They like basically taking it in turns to try and ejaculate the um, the the ball. And we were watching it at like you know six o'clock in the evening, just <laughs> and just people are walking past, and you can just see that it's just like proper going for it on this ball. And then the magic, you know, the money shot happens, and you've all got little like Tupperware boxes <laughs> trying to catch it and stuff. <laughs> but it's just it's done. 
perfectly. Okay. And like, there's so many bits of this where I was genuinely crying because I was laughing that much at it. And I was just like, you know what? It's perfect. But the downside is we binged it all in like two days, like all eight or nine episodes. Mm. Um, and now it's gone again for God knows how long. And I'm like, God damn it. Because it's always like a couple of years in between each each season. So I'm hoping that the, uh, the next one comes along very soon because mm. I was... I was very happy with that, to be fair. Yeah, it's got just, um, the guy who played Cassidy in Preacher. And it he's has. He's the main guy. It has, and Michelle Keegan's, like, his flingy thing. Okay. That's in it as well. So, but it's, yeah, it's genuinely really funny. If you haven't given it a shot, just 100% give it a I watch. It's, I don't know whether I can get past that Sky Originals moniker, but uh, I'll see. Maybe. It I've is, got nothing else to watch today, so maybe I'll give it a go. It is worth your while. I know that that's saying so now we've just about to start watching from episode two onwards of uh, Why the Last Man because we finished Midnight Mass. Um, I don't know if we talked about that. No. On this. So everyone's been raving on about how amazing Midnight Mass was. <clears throat> uh, and it's a very slow burn. Hmm. So Midnight Mass is the guy, uh, Mike Flanagan, who did Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor, okay. um, and like, Gerald's Game and stuff like that. Um, and everyone's been saying this is the best one that he's ever done. So going into it, I'm like, this is going to be better than Haunting on Hill House, which is one of my favorite like horror shows. I think it was done very well, and it had every single sort of level of creepiness you needed in a show. It was just, it was phenomenal. Mm. Um, so I was going in like, this is going to be like incredible. And the first three episodes, nothing happens. It's very preachy, obviously with the title of the show. Uh, midnight mass it's all about a priest who comes into this again there's like an island with like 128 people that live on it or something um and he he comes in to replace a priest who's gone on his like journey over to like the religious home um to to go and basically live out his sort of days he comes in to replace him um and stuff happens because i don't know it's been out for a while but i don't want to ruin it for people that are still probably trying to get through it um, but yeah, it, it's like the ep- end of episode four where something finally goes, oh, look, there's a reason for this. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it just becomes really predictable. Like when you know what the twist is, like what happens, you're like, oh, right. Okay. So this is this. And, and you can literally just sort of peg it all out as it's going okay. through. So you know how it plays out. And it, it, was, it was good. It was really good. But it was just a massive letdown, considering I was thinking it was going to be the best thing that Mike Flanagan's ever done. It was just, yeah, it wasn't... There was no horror to it. It just had a couple of bit of, like, ooh, moments, but nothing, like, terrifying or will stick with you. Like, in The Haunting of Hill House, uh, there's always that scene that you'll see... Uh, did you ever watch Haunting of Hill House? No, I, I'm not into any of that sort of stuff. Right, okay. There's a scene where they're in um, basically a, a, a funeral parlour where the, the sister's in a, in a casket. Um, and as they're talking, you can just see the, the ghost of the sister behind them with like a broken neck just standing watching over them and then it sort of disappears again. And it just very reminiscent of Project Zero, but it made me just go, oh, fuck. And for ages, that image stuck with me. And I was like, that that's a very well done. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But there's everything about that show I, I adored. 
so going into that and then finishing midnight mass i was like there's nothing that stuck with me it was just like nice. a yeah it was it was all right definitely wasn't like the critics nine and ten out of tens and like all this sort of stuff it was it was all right there was like two decent characters and that was about the lot from it to be fair it's a shame um so we we binged the what else we've watched been watching loads to be fair and we're trying to get through everything but i was like right can we finally get back to why the last man and she was like yeah do you just want to finish off brassic and i was like yes i do <laughs> so we we watched brassic and then i was like right okay now we've had the comedy after the horror let's go and watch some like post-apocalyptic stuff now <laughs> so now we're going to watch why the last man tonight i've still not started it um only because i sort of had had other things i was just wanted to get through before i move on to it i haven't even watched the new season of uh of walking dead to be honest so i've got a lot a lot to catch up on but I, that is next yeah i was toying with the idea of going back into it because i watched all the way up until the mid-season break of season 10 okay so you do remember just, where you got to at least yeah and then just stopped because right. i lost all interest in it but now the, no this is the final yeah I well it's part one of the final well it. no it's yeah so this is this mid we're at the mid season break already, um, but from what yeah, I understand, the first part exactly like two, this, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be over. To, it's like two seasons, but they're just calling it one for some strange reason. I don't quite understand. Um, uh, but the, the 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 bit that put me off, like I, I know a lot of people when they talk about The Walking Dead, they're like, yeah, I watched it up to season whatever. You know, people do seem to have a switching off point. A lot of people haven't just gone. I, I need to just stick with it because I want to see how it ends. Um, and I I was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. I want to get through it all. But, you know, when they came back for, was it four or five episodes um, at the beginning of this year? Mm. Um, I, I watched, Watching those, they were, I mean, there was no point to them. There was absolutely zero point to them. The only remotely decent one was um, showing Negan's backstory um, yeah. and why he sort of, you know, how he, got lucille the the bat and things like that um and that was kind of useful to to see that but the rest was just uh, so pointless it was like let's just see what maggie's been up to oh let's have a look what these characters are doing and none of them had any bearing really on the actual overall outcome of the show other than maybe it, it, it was like okay this is how they got from a to b but nothing that happened in the middle mattered so yeah. it was just it was a real chore to get through it and I think that has, I will watch it, but I think that sort of put me off um, sort of jumping back into it. I wasn't excited when it came back. Um, but it was like we'll one, of the, um, one of the guys that I work with, my boss that I work with, mm. um, he got into Walking Dead like literally as season 10 was starting. Okay. Because um, they never really give it a chance at all. But finally, one of the girls that his wife works with like, you need to watch it. Honestly, it's amazing. You'd love it. Yeah. And she was like, fine, we'll give it a watch. And he came in, like, after his holiday, he had, like, a, a week away in Centre Parks or something. He came back in, he was like, oh, yeah, so we're on, like, season three of Walking Dead. And I was <laughs> like, to spend oh, your time at Centre Parks. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, so you started it? And he was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. But by which point, he was like, oh, I love this character. I'm like, is that one still in it? <laughs> you know what? It's been that long since I've, yeah. like, seen it from the start. I can't remember who goes at which bit and does what and what and what. Um, and he got all the way up until I think episode four of season eleven, and they're just like, "Yeah, we've hit our break point now." 
And I was like, wow. you're on the last season. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, it's just not fun anymore. It's just really repetitive and boring. Was it now. ever fun? That's <laughs> not like... how I would describe it. But... <laughs> Do you know what? I, I tried watching um, Fear the Walking Dead. And it was about a, a couple of years ago, I think I got through, I had Amazon Prime briefly because I did a Prime trial so I could get Christmas presents. Um, so I had it for a month and I I like binged Preacher and a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I've got a few days left. Let's watch, start watching Fear the Walking Dead. And I watched the first season and it was pretty good because it's, it's a whole different take on it. It, it shows the beginning of the, uh, uh, you know, of the fall of society. People mm. don't know what's going on, you know. The, the zombies or walkers or whatnot start to appear, um, and um, like throughout the first season, it sort of starts to descend. And it's only set over maybe the course of a couple of months, so it is still we don't quite know what's going on. The military are trying to control things, but not doing a very good job. Um, and then as you go through that season, and then season two and season three, um, it's it's mainly about this one group of survivors, so a couple of families that sort of blend together, um, and they they're trying to get to Mexico, and because they, they think there's like a a safe place there they can stay, um, but by the end of season three, it then does a time skip, and and that mm. time skip is about, I mean I I can't remember exactly maybe three four years, I mean it's it's enough years to spoiler um give um. What's it? What's the Morgan? Morgan from the the main Walking Dead from series. Morgan to and give, Morgan. Yeah, to give him enough time to um to be um to sort of be whenever he left um that season the the main Walking Dead um before he came back. It's about what he did in between. So in fact, it must be more than three or four years. It must be like six or seven years. I'm not sure, but there's a big, 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 big time jump. And it's the same as um, it's sort of it. The the good thing about it was how it was focusing on the beginning, and now suddenly it jumped onwards. Yeah. It's like well, it's just the same program now. It's just like oh, let's just put a group of survivors together and see what happened there. And do you remember when there was a time skip in in the proper Walking Dead? Mm. Um, I think between maybe seasons eight and nine, and it was a good three years. It was right after Rick disappeared, if I remember right. Um, yeah. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> yeah um yeah there was that time skip and the thing that bugged me was throughout all the seasons you know loads of people ended up dying the, the group that were together by the end of that uh, at that point were not the same as were at the beginning because so many things had gone wrong and and, and then suddenly in this three-year period nothing must have happened no one got in any danger because no one else was dead. It was just like, yeah, we've been living peacefully for three years. Like, why? why yeah. Why, oh, shit, why the cameras just... are back, right? Now yeah, stuff's okay, now. now everyone starts dying. And this was the same. All the characters are still there. Like, they've had this miserable sort of six to nine months where they've tried to get to Mexico and that all went wrong. And then there's just, just you know, and, and then suddenly, oh, let's skip five or six years. Yeah, we're all good. We're, we've, we've set up a farm in a, um, in a in a American football stadium. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, cool, great. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> um, the only thing that I'm kind of intrigued with is apparently, again, this is kind of this is spoilers. If you if you're watching Fear the Walking Dead or you're going to skip this, you don't care, do you, Reg? Right? I do not care. Inside. No. Okay. So the next thirty seconds. So apparently, at the end of this, the current season or the pre, I think the new one might have started now. Um, 
some government thing um they set off a load of nukes um to to just to try and blow up whatever's going on you know with all the with all the zombies at that time so a big chunk of the country is you know impassable it's completely unusable and it's so the people in walking dead main timeline don't know about this because they're on the other side of the country but the the other lot the fear of the walking dead people are sort of down south like texas way and it's around Mm. there um so that apparently is like the the next set of the story it's about how they deal with that um because end of the day the, the nukes probably don't kill all the zombies they just burn them to a crisp but they're still going so i don't know um Ooh. and then there's the other one the what's the world beyond which has just oh, come yeah. back yeah <laughs> it, it, it was weird so from what i the only reason i'm sticking with that one is because i've heard that it's two seasons and that's it and that was always the plan it's not here's another series um i think it's only about six or eight episodes per season but it it's it's got it's you know solid concise story that is going to be these 12 to 14 episodes or whatever it is but apart um, from money what is the point in it um yeah i get i mean it is again it's a completely different story in terms of like it's is showing this is much later on in the in the 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 outbreak so it's got it has got a few extra little things that you might if you if you're into the walking dead you might like and reading the comics, it's good. It's cool to see another side of things, and um, and like the uh, some of the other groups that form and and whatnot, and they're the ones that are probably going to be coming into these TV movies they're doing with Rick. So it's all hmm. it's intentional. It's all tying in, and you know, um, but the thing is, the comics for me never slowed down. Like the, I can see where they're up to now in the main Walking Dead. Um, TV show timeline um, and they just seem to be like you say you know it's just a lot of people are starting to lose interest in it there's something that's just not clicking at the moment but I don't know why because the, the comics even right the way to the end just had a really nice flow to it like it never got boring and even even the sort of the the ending I thought was great one of the one of the best most sort of concise but not all like you know sunshine and roses ending that you could have Mm. So I'm curious. That's the only thing I'm curious about is how they're going to handle that, whether they're going to do the same or not. But That's know, the thing, we'll isn't it? With it being that having so many other spin-offs that are coming out and the other shows that are, are coming through and the yeah. TV movies and stuff. And like, you know that it doesn't really have an end. So it just, it's going to carry on still. So it's like, is it, what's, what's going to happen? They're all well, just going to decide, you know what? It dep- it's all down to when, down. so obviously this main series is going to end and whether we, whether we'll see, um, the the comics shows a, another right at the end, another huge time skip, um, and so there's an awful lot of scope for them to show what happens in between then and how things end up, how they do in the comics. Um, so I I get the point that there are sort of there's a lot more stories they can tell that it 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 can have an ending, but it doesn't all have to be just concurrent. It's not like Star Trek, for example where you've got like three series all happening around the same time and they're all, you know, they can all cross over because they're happening at identical times in the in the, the universe or whatever. Mm. So it's, you know, I, I yeah, I, I agree. People don't really want that many shows now. I think that time has passed. I don't know why they waited however long they did, eight, nine years before they started looking at really spinning these things off. 
Well, we were talking about um, the new Game of Thrones prequel series, you know, the House of Dragons or whatever it's called, the prequel okay. series. Yeah. We're talking about that in work now because they've just started showing like the teaser trailers and stuff for it. Yeah. And apart from like the, the really diehard fans that have read the books, like I was ch- chatting to one of the lads in work who's like obsessed with the books, not a, you know, he enjoyed the show, but like the books for him were the, were the thing. Um, and he, even he was like, it, you know what? The books are great history books for like Westeros and stuff. Like, mm. But I, I can't, I can't see unless they they did it alongside the actual TV show. I can't see people being interested now. And I'm like, you know what? You've nailed it. It's been years since Game of Thrones was out. The only thing people still remember is like how shitty the ending was for it. Comp- but that apparently. maybe that's no. I, um, I feel like that's what it has on its in its favor it's been so long that people have kind of forgotten <laughs> like the I, I can't remember where i read it or heard it but um game of thrones merchandise like was everywhere and everyone was buying it and then as soon as the final season happened and the final couple of episodes it dropped off a cliff people just stopped buying anything to do with with uh, game of thrones because they mm. were so angry and incensed, and it was just like, wow, okay, that just went for my favorite show too. Well, let's not talk about it. Um, but it's, um, I think it's been long enough now that they can kind of go back and almost redeem themselves. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think this no. is a chance for it to happen. At least it is a completely original take on that, you know. I, I, I'm not even sure. I don't think the guys from... Who, who produced and wrote the Game of Thrones show are involved in this other than like exec producers, right? So, because mm. that, that's what everyone says is the problem. It was them. It was, look, yeah, you were great at adapting the story, but as soon as you had to take it over and do it yourself because there were no more books left, um, that's when it went downhill. So maybe they, maybe HBO are clever and they've gone, all right, let's try and get some decent writers from the get go on this. Who knows? <laughs> But mm. I just just a, a quick thing to wrap this up. But I was looking at just looking now at um, Walking Dead and what the ratings are at. So the latest season averages about two million um, viewers. Whereas I mean I'm up to I'm just flicking through the seasons. I'm up to season three here on the ratings, and it was getting ten to twelve million per episode. So wow. I mean that just shows <laughs> something that's dropped off a cliff. And and like saying back then, in fact, wow, sixteen million people season four um yeah they just they they missed the chance didn't they really 17 yeah. 15 yeah blimey so yeah at its peak it was getting 17 to 18, 18 million viewers wow yeah and there we go season six that's when it started to creep downwards <laughs> still two million i mean that's a huge difference i was gonna say that's a hell of a drop that in it yeah any any it's other nice. show Probably would have been if it had. That. I mean, what's that? That's a ninety percent, nearly eighty-five percent drop in ratings. Any other show, if you if you saw the ratings drop that much, they would have just cancelled it. But two million for a, a cable network, like a premium cable network, still pretty good. It's just eighteen million was unheard of. Yeah, say. <laughs> there are there are blooming Twitch streamers that get more views than that. Yeah, sad but true. Mm-hmm mental mm. anyway i think i've we, we've we've put off the the two things you want to talk about long enough have we not reg that is very very true okay. um so 
let's kick it off with I finally bought myself a gamepad for my laptop. <laughs> All right, okay. I was I was torn between what I wanted to do because I was playing control, wasn't I? With mm-hmm. uh, saying I started it, and I yeah. am awful with keyboard and mouse uh, when it comes to shooting games. I know it's probably the best way and the natural way to do it, but I can't. At all. For some okay. reason, my, my brain just goes, nope, with the mouse, and I just can't do it. Uh, but with the controller sound. So I went, um, had a day off, and I went to um, to a shop, and I bought the Xbox One, because I was like, what do I really want to do? And I was like, do I want to get myself, like, because I'm going to get a console at some point, but is it going to hmm. be a Series X, or is it going to be a PS5? Okay. And I was like, because what I can do now is buy the second pad for mm-hmm. that now. Yeah, and use that on me. Yeah, and use that on me um, on my laptop. And then I was having a look around, and I found a deal where you could get three months of Game Pass Ultimate with the Microsoft pad, with the the like the official Xbox pad. So I was like, you know what? Really want to try out a few of the the games. Like I've been dying to play a Forza Horizon since it's like release. I've never had a console that can do it, and I've been dying to play it. So I was like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to do this. So I bought myself the Xbox pad, got the gamepad ultimate um, thing, stupidly fucking got excited. I was like, oh, I'll activate it now and have a quick look through and see what's on there. Um, while obviously got control as well. Um, and I was, as we were from last week's conversation, I got heavily involved in control and was loving it. Um, I've now completed control. And okay. it is fucking unreal. Great, one, of my, one of my favorite gaming set pieces of all time ever is the ashtray maze okay the ashtray yeah, yeah, yeah. maze absolutely in control is phenomenal it is with such... the soundtrack especially yes a hundred percent and like the janitor is one of my favorite fucking characters in anything mm. ever i love him so much um so i've done that i've done the foundation DLC. Okay, you got yeah, you got the DLC then. Um, yeah, because I was like, you know what, I loved it, and it was on sale. You could get Correct. both for like seven ninety nine or something like that on yeah. Epic Games Store. And was I thought, seeing as I've only got the standard one, the Foundation. So that's not the Alan Wake one, is it? No, it's almost nope. it's like in the cavern, in yeah. the cave thing. So yeah, the Foundation it. one I really really liked. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. good. So I've done a... that. Yeah, and I'm just literally kick started off the um awe, AWE yeah expansion um so i'm like mm, and i'm like yeah loving it and i'm I c- genuinely like i know we talked about this anyway um but i can't believe how long remedy have been like you trying to get this connected universe together like mm. i i properly delved into it all after going down a minute of a mini rabbit hole because so i was like i'm sure i know that character you know, when you're reading some of the reports, I'm like, I know okay. this. Like, I know I know this from somewhere. Like, how the hell do I know that? Is it from Alan Wake? It must be from Alan Wake. And I reading through some of the reports, and then I was like, I'm going to have to Google it. And I Google it. I was like, holy shit, yeah. And it's like the band that you listen to during the Ashtray Maze when when you're doing it. Um, it's I can't remember the name of it now. It's, the, it's like the Odin Brothers or something like that. Um nice. And they are, the Odin brothers are the two brothers that play a massive part in Alan Wake. You know, like Odin and Thor that come, that come through. Um, okay. They're characters in Thor, in Thor, in, um, <laughs> in Alan Wake. 
and it's a nice little touch when you're playing uh, the sort of arcade game in on that came on Xbox Live from the store years back uh, called American Nightmare. If you play through to the end of American Nightmare, and apparently if you reverse the song, it says all this will happen again in a town called Ordinary. Oh right, wow. Which and is obviously the, that's the town yeah. that can, that Jesse and, and Dylan were from. Yeah. So you that, find that early on. That's not a, um, a spoiler. Yeah. No, I was going to say that's that's literally part of the the intro. Like the um, the the guy when Jesse's getting her psychiatric reports coming through, um, and she's saying, "Oh yeah, about this poet," and they're saying there is no poet, but there's a filmmaker called like Thomas Vane or something like that. Um, he is a huge huge part of alan wake that comes in so you don't know if alan wake created that character or if that character created alan wake in order for it to to go through it's all very mind-bending and i can't don't have like an hour and a half to go into how it all works <laughs> out but you you can literally lose an entire evening just reading through it all and going, holy more. shit yeah wow that's incredible like and how you never clocked onto certain things that go through but yeah so fell in love with that and then i yeah. was like it is right it is one of those games where you've got to read everything so there's lots of little interactive that you'll pick up and like um clipboards or little usb pens or videos and if you don't read them you're losing half of the the backstory and it's really really adds to it and plus the the threshold kids videos how amazing are those? Yes. Just the freakiest creep. They're just these that go on YouTube and search control threshold kids. And they're these really creepy puppets that they use to try and <laughs> teach you about the, the what's going on in, in the, uh, in the world in in the, con- the control world. And they are amazing. Just so, so disturbing. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I was going to say, so I was like, you know what, done that. I was chatting away to uh, one of the lads and I was like, shit, I've activated the Game Pass as well. And when I was having a look on my phone, because I was talking about like Game Pass to one of the lads in work, and I was like, I can literally like cloud stream games from like a fucking Series X onto my phone now and play it if I really wanted to. And he was like, what? So I was like, look like this. So I booted up um, the Game Pass on there and I started scrolling through what was on it. And I seen the game that I was toying between ages ago, that Solasta. Uh, which is like the D&D Baldur's Gate type of game, like Divinity, okay. like proper uh, CRPG. Um, that was on there, and I was like, ooh, uh-oh. And I was like, no, I'll show him like Forza and stuff, because I wanted to see like, you know, Sea of Thieves and Forza and like all the stuff that will make you go, oh, wow, not a D&D game that looks like it was made like in the early 2000s. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, look, this is what you can do to it. And it... it, it the cloud service is amazing on it. It works so well. And it's it's only in a beta stage at the minute, so it's not even full release. Um, so I was expecting like loads of screen tear and a lag and stuff like that, and it, it mm. just works perfect when you oh. come through. Um, but you've also got the option of installing stuff onto your hard drive if you're playing it on PC as well. Um, so that's what it does with Solasta. You can't cloud stream Solasta. It has to be an install. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll install that while I like play um, through Control. So as that was literally doing the, the Foundation expansion, I was downloading um, Solasta to my laptop. And I started playing Solasta, and yeah, I can see me just losing so much of my life in Solasta. Um, it's it's in, it's really, really good. It, it looks cheap, 
And it <laughs> sounds like you were building up to something she, then. It's just, it's just like really good. Uh, yeah, no, because I want to say it's amazing, but okay. it, it's it's genuinely, it's for people who play D&D, like us and through our campaign and stuff. It It's like when, when people say, oh, Baldur's Gate, it's a Dungeons and Dragons universe. It is, yeah. And it's great. And you play through the same as Divinity. You can go through and it's all turn-based and you've got the same sort of spells and stuff. But Celaster is is literally you go through your character creation like you go through your character creation on D&D Beyond. Okay. So you go through and you choose like the spell you're going to have. You choose what your stat points are going to be. And that goes through. Every time you do a, like, a conversation, do you want to persuade them? Do a persuasion check. You want to intimidate them? Do an intimidation check. And the way that you set up your characters depends on how they interact with people so you know you've got like lawful good lawful neutral chaotic evil mm. chaotic good all that sort of stuff all of that takes like a huge part of the actual game um so it's and it's it's done so well it's done really well like i can see when it pops up in the bottom like who do you want to talk in this conversation and you see like some of your, your choices i'm like oh how am i going to play this good cop bad cop like oh what are you gonna do and it's even just from the like the first two conversations, I'm like, hmm, like, this is probably going to massively affect how I'm going to do. It. So you've got to really think as you play through, and it. But it's 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 a really really fantastic game, not for everyone at all by any means, but it's it looks quite dated, but it plays beautifully. So if you've got Game Pass, wholeheartedly recommend giving it a go. It's on Steam at the minute on sale for twenty quid. So if you haven't and you've got a spare twenty quid to think, yeah. Do like me some D and D. Definitely worth a shot. Okay. Definitely worth a shot. Um, but yeah, so I've got Forza Horizon Four, and I've never played one before, and I was like really enjoying that. And then as I went to quit out to go into something else, literally next week Forza Five comes onto it, like Forza Horizon Five. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, there's no point in me getting involved in that one then because I'll be starting playing Forza Five soon. <laughs> well, you, you could because so. then you can get the uh, the Lego DLC. And uh, well, that's the only thing with the, the Game Pass One. It's only the standard edition. Of oh. the um, of Forza Five, uh, Forza Five Horizon Four, you've got to actually get the um, the buy the DLC separately. And I've noticed out of a couple of the things, unless it says this is the ultimate edition of that, it'll be like, hey, here's the game. But oh, if you want to, um, if you want to have this, you've got to download the DLC for it. The same like Doom Eternal, you can play through Doom Eternal, but you've got to download the DLC and pay for the DLC. Okay. In terms of that, so it's just like a a nice way but if you enjoy it you also get the option to buy the game outright you know just so you don't lose it because xbox have this thing where you can get attached to a game on it and then like surprise it's gone off the game pass now i'm like oh you know shit so i keep on going because like octopath travelers on there and i start playing it on the switch and then i lent it to someone i have no idea who i lent it to um and i yeah because of that i obviously can't get it back um i think it was someone in work before we started making all the cuts <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, that, that's gone now. But it's on <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. So I'm okay. like, ooh, I'll probably start playing it. And I'm like, but if they take it off, am I going to be like 90-odd hours into it? And then like, surprise, that's disappeared now. I'm like, god damn it. So it swings and roundabouts how I'm going to play it. I'm not quite sure yet. But either way, yeah. I think if this is the, the enjoyment I'm getting from the Game Pass now, yeah. I, I, I don't even know if I need per se a series x because the games that i'd want to play are the ones that are exclusive to the to microsoft and they're the ones that are day one exclusives on fucking game yeah. pass so i'm like i might as well just keep this 
And like, even I was doing the um, the performance checks for the system requirements for Forza Horizon 4, because it was like, we don't know what your system is. So do you want to do like a, a benchmark or do you just want to go for medium? And I was like, well, I'll benchmark it. And it was like, have it on ultra. And I was like, I fucking will. <laughs> and it's it looks stunning. Even for a game in 2018, it's amazing. But you can use mods on the Game Pass games that you install to your hard drive. All right, okay. So that, that's the other thing. I was like, really? You can do that? And I was reading about it, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to do like certain games that I had a mild interest in. And I'm like, yeah, go on. I'll mod that and play that. <laughs> so I can see me just getting, losing myself in that. And then if I do need to get a console, I'll probably wait for when Shenmue 4 gets announced, and then I'll buy the console that that's going on. Okay, because, yeah, that was definitely, uh, at least with me, that was um, something that nudged me towards getting a PlayStation. Yeah, it was what started me getting on the Xbox originally, is when mm-hmm. Shenmue 2X came 2X, out. Of course it was. Um, and then they were like, hey, Shenmue 3 is out on the PlayStation. And I'm like, yeah, go on, and I'll stick with that. Let's do that. Um, but the good thing with Shenmue 2X is, obviously, that came with Shenmue the movie. Okay. I but... love your attempt at a, a <laughs> <segue> here. <laughs> I'm just going to randomly uh... mention Shenmue, even though it's only loosely connected to this. It was lovingly created, and I wasn't going to go into it, but then I'm like, you know what, fuck it, we're talking about Shenmue anyway, so let's just deep dive. Um, so yeah, so Shenmue 2X came with Shenmue the movie, but Shenmue the movie was just cutscenes from Shenmue 1. Yeah. Um, played all the way through, which for fans of the game was just awesome to have like a recap of, of what mm. was happening for like, you know, a good 90 minutes session um, of Shenmue. But for people who... who weren't massively into the the cheese aspect and never played it we're like how am i going to get my fix what i'll do is i'll go to sleep and i'll wake up in the year 2022 (laughs) and then i can watch shemu the anime yeah because we've had the trailer dan we have had the trailer the first trailer which shows it and it is freaking mind-blowing it's just it's amazing. Like, I I didn't expect it to be this good looking. No, I agree because it's or, it's um it's a co production between Crunchyroll and who else is it? I don't like the silence. You should know. You know. You should know everything about this, Reg. <laughs> I should. You should know. To be fair, but I I genuinely can't remember. Okay, so um, I'm have to I, it was just what. What was going in it? Um, so it was do 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 do. Not not that. Um, Adult Swim. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. it's two. It's two Western companies. Um, now, obviously, it's um, it's got a big sort of input from Yu Suzuki, who is the creator of Shenmue, along mm-hmm. with many many other awesome games. Um, I'm I'm playing um, Yakuza Kiwami 2 at the minute, and you can play uh, Virtua Fighter in the arcade, which is great. That was one of his. You can, and it that definitely the, is. The origin of Shenmue, in fact. Virtua Fighter RPG is what turned into Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very correct, on the yes. Sega Saturn. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, so Crunchyroll, who are like sort of the... The biggest them and Funimation, or I think I think they might even be the same company now. Um, are like the biggest anime streamers in in this sort of side of the world. Um, so it could have been, I guess, a little bit like I don't know. The quality might not 
quite quite have been there because of who were making it. But it seems like they are. I mean, Crunchyroll have actually got quite a few Crunchyroll originals that they've released over the last couple of years. And having a look into some of them, people seem to love them. The quality of them is 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 as good as some of the stuff that's coming from Japan. So um, so yeah, I was hoping this was going to look good, and now the trailer's dropped. It just looks amazing. The cause the, the right the thing that that blew me away with this a is. The fact that a the animation looks great, it it genuinely does. I was torn between how bad it's going to look because obviously it, it's made for the fans more than anything. I think this, but at the same time, it's going to be far more accessible than anything else that Shemu has done. Mm. So it's hopefully bringing a a new breed of people that that be massively into it. Um, but yeah, God. Damn, I didn't realize. Well, actually, it's the One Punch Man director and who's working alongside Yu Suzuki, oh, nice. okay. who's teaming up to do it. Um, but they they show tidbits. They don't show. They they don't let you hear the actual um, the voices that go over it because people are like, "Oh, is Corey Marshall going to be?" Ryozuki in the English yeah, version, like, who's going to be doing it? What what's what's happening? You, it, you're it, not hundred percent certain. I mean, Surely. it's got to be. Even the fact when the trailer released, the first thing that people jumped on was Corey's uh, Twitter account, and he just had eyeballs and laughing emojis and stuff that come through. So like he it, he's he has to be it. Yeah, it genuinely has to be. Like Shen Hirosan really like it is her mm-hmm. when she's when she's talking. So if they've got the English version of her, then surely they've got to use the English versions of of the uh, of the cast that dubbed it. It just it makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but the thing that that I loved and I, I just started spouting off to you was the scenes they were showing. Like, even though there's only 13 episodes of this, which is going to tackle like all of Shenmue One and part of Shenmue Two, mm. right for season one, 13 episodes. I was like, that that's a lot to cram in in just 13 episodes of throwing like half hour episodes and stuff. But then, admittedly, with Shenmue, there is a lot of nothing that happens. <laughs> It's very so, true. It is just so. So you walk. Could. Yeah, you, you need to go and talk to this guy. This guy says, "All right, go and talk to the, you know, the the guy at the ramen shop." All right, you go to the ramen shop. Oh, you really should speak to the guy at the uh, the jacket shop. Yeah, okay, the guy at the jacket shop. If you can go and get me this this um you know letter from this other guy and and take it round to this person, it's lots of that, and that does not equal an exciting cartoon. No, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> But it does show you that the like flashbacks that are coming through, so you'll actually see him at the at the karate event where hopefully that's where he got his infamous plaster from. Yeah. We'll so see. we'll get to see the origin story of that, which is awesome. They're showing you the um the rear is the the Hazuki sword with the hilt that goes yeah. through. It's like the puzzle from the game. Uh which all the, like, all the key oh, moments are definitely oh, wow. there. Which is awesome, yeah. He's actually fighting sailors, which is coming through. So hopefully, there's going to be at least one episode where all he does is walk around like bars and around Debuita, looking for some sailors, asking where they hang out. You do get to see a snippet of the um, of the fight scene where it's like fully QTE based, but it's in the bar. Um, you know where he fights. I think the guy's called Jones. Um, yeah. When he's like, milk's perfect for a schoolboy, I'd say the bartender. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fight with the QTE. Um, shows you a snippet of that. Shows you a snippet of Nozomi on the back of um, the motorbike. Yeah. So you're going to have that scene. Shows you fucking 70 man battle, Dan. 
Yeah, and Chai as well. Just with the Mad Angels Chai, but the 70-man battle, like, I was like, are they going to do that or are they just going to, like, have him go in to go see Terry and have to fight off, like, a couple of dudes? Hmm. But the way that it's approaching it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be full on done. It's going to be a geek explosion right in my pants. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. I, I can't wait. And just Guizang as well in the um, in the harbour and stuff, like the, the fights and stuff that come through just look glorious. Like, they've genuinely taken the moveset and done it complete justice. Like... I'm so excited, Dan. Absolutely. So excited. So I cannot wait for this. But on the same note, the day I sent you the trailer for for this, you were like, oh, I thought you were going to send me the uh, the Shenmue one because originally I sent you the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what do you think of this then? See, and I mean, then... I'm the wrong person to ask because I have very little interest in, in any of that. Yeah, I also sent it to Mike in work and I was like, oh, what do you reckon to this? And he's like, never really played him, to be honest. And I was like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, how does no one I hang around with play fucking Resident Evil? Yeah. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Um, I've, I've played enough of them, and, but, you know, to, to know the gist of it all. But I just, the films never interested me anyway. I know they're not the same thing, but, you know, the people either they are two separate things aren't they let's face it those films are not resident evil that the games were or are but mm. people seem to really love the films for some strange reason um so yeah you you've you've either got your people who are really excited about it because it is now a bit more of an accurate version of the game in movie form and then you've got the people who just want more resident evil movies um, I'm not really either of them. Yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> I know you're you're of the camp where you want to see uh, a decent, faithful retelling of the game story, but you want to see it done well. The problem is this seems to be half of that. This seems to be a little bit of an accurate, more accurate representation of what the game is, but not particularly done very well by the looks of the trailer and and the casting and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. We've we've gone over the casting numerous times, so I'm going to just go right over that to begin with. Right, that's that's fine. This trailer had me have little smiles that grew quite big, and then just lots of groans that come through. So this is the American trailer, right? This is the one that, for some reason, they had to put on. Nothing compares to you. I think it was the song, um, um, or whatever the fuck the song was. I can't remember. It just annoyed me that oh no it was um what's going on what's going on that's it sorry yeah um so so that Mm -hmm. that version was just awful i hate the fact that these start the carrying on the tradition of just slowing down songs and just like making them try to be creepy or slow or dramatic and stuff like that it just it ruins most of the the theming that goes towards it Mm um but this has me really conflicted so They've made Leon Kennedy look like he wants to be a cosplay version of Leon Kennedy. Okay. Right? Let's just throw that out there straight away. He's got the same fucking haircut, the outfit, everything, blah, 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 goes through. thing I love about it is it's his first day, right? Yes, because that's what it actually is. It's his first first day. So brilliant. They're keeping his story perfect in that sort of aspect that comes through. 
Claire Redfield, they put, right, put this red coat on, you're now Claire Redfield. Like, they show you a little clip where she puts her hair in the ponytail and then the rest of the film looks like she's just got her normal long flowing hair. That could be anyone in a red coat. Literally the thing that signifies Claire Redfield mainly is you notice the coat with the pigtail and you're like, well, the ponytail, sorry, not pigtails, the ponytail, and you're like, oh shit, that's Claire Redfield. If you see from the back, you know who it is straight away. That I'd have no idea at all. And her story is messed up. So she isn't coming to Raccoon City to find out the whereabouts of her brother, Chris. She's coming to fucking blow the whistle on Raccoon, on um, Umbrella Company. And like, that's really weird that, that she doesn't know about that until she's in Raccoon City. Hmm. So I don't get that. The... The thing I did like about that mini intro sequence was apart from the fact that she's in the oil tanker when it when she's first going to Raccoon City, the when you see the bit where it goes into the RPD and it just blows up the outside of the thing, they've kept that bit where it blocks off part of the entrance to Raccoon City so people can't get in sort of out. Like they've kept that bit in, even though the CGI looks awful, they've kept it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. Like, the mansion, Spencer Mansion, looks great. It really does look great. The mansion, though. Like, yeah. you know, the um, it still annoys me the fact they haven't got Barry Burton in it, seeing as he plays a huge part in Resident Evil 1. Like, not even just as a fan favourite, but he is genuinely the reason why most of the shit goes down, because he's easily played. Um so it's it's a bit weird how they they're going to swap him over with somebody else. Like I don't don't quite get what's going on with that one. Hmm. Um, yeah, the the fact that Richard Aikens actually enters with them is weird. Like with you, that that means nothing. Oh. Um, but there's 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 a, a guy in the mansion already who you need to save, and he is Richard Aiken. Okay. And, in this, he actually enters with the team already, and you're like, what? So that's really weird. So I'm thinking, are oh, you going to get to see the giant snake now? Because that was the entrant part to the giant huge snake, was you need to find some serum, because he was infected by the, the by the venom from the huge snake. So I'm like, hmm, that, that's interesting. So, yeah, I want to know what's going on with that one. Um, they kept little Easter eggs, which I did love, like... When you find him, if you save him, you get rewarded with this shotgun. That's like a special, like, I think it was like an assault shotgun or there was something special, like it held certain, uh, like, more shells. I think it was an assault rifle, assault uh, shotgun. And in the trailer, he's using that's that certain shotgun compared to everyone else using their guns. He's using that, that typical one. So I'm like, nice. So I like the fact they've kept that. I like the look of the hallway. This is going to sound ridiculous, and I know it does, when I'm like, ooh, look at that hallway. But the hallway for the mansion when they first get into it, when you look, yeah, it looks smaller, like a lot smaller than what I pictured in my head when you when you first thought you are going to see it. But it's lovingly recreated, yeah, apart, from the, apart from the hidden door behind the big picture. Apart from that bit, which there may be. You never know. You'd never know that might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, hopefully that that does. But the the look and the feel of the mansion looks great. Thing I didn't like about it was the fact that they're going to incorporate part of Resident Evil Two, where the helicopter goes into the police station. They're putting it into the mansion instead. Okay. And like, why? 
there's, there's no reason to to flip that. That's just weird. Um, I love the fact that they've got the um, the lighter for for Chris Redfield, and he actually uses the lighter um, in the trailer to have a little like poke around with stuff. Stupid little touch, I know it is, but. Chris was also, they used to get like, not shouted at, but you used to always get told, you know, back in the, the smoking and the cigarettes and he used to play with his lighter and like quite a bit and stuff like that. So he always had it on him, whereas Jill never did. So keeping that was a nice little touch, quite like that. Um, and the really bizarre one um, is the, you did you ever play Cove Veronica? Uh, on that the Dreamcast? was the, the, one of the only early ones I did play, yeah. Right. So do you remember the Ashford Twins? In that, like the the the, no. the little boy who wanted to be the girl and stuff. No, I can't no. remember much about it. Right. Okay. So there's there's a bit in the in the trailer where Chris is going over like a desk and he finds like a, a film reel, um, and he knocks it aside and it's got the Ashford twins on it, and then you actually see a bit, very quick couple of milliseconds, of a boy pulling like the wings of a butterfly. Like a moth, and I'm like a dragonfly. Even sorry, um, and you pull it off, and I'm like, holy shit, that was from Cobra! Oh my god, that's that is just amazing. So it's good that they've kept that, but I don't understand why they've done that. Unless that's just a hey, look, I do know there's other games out there apart from one, two, and three. Um, that's a weird little nod. But the thing that did make me do a little, a little proper chuckle and smile is they've kept the very first zombie that you see. So in Resident Evil 1, when you you first come out of the hallway, you go in the first door on the left, you go through the dining room, and then you take the door on the right-hand side by the clock. And as you first go into that, if you look left, there's a couch. And behind that couch is a zombie munching on someone, and it's the very first time you ever see a zombie in the game. Mm. And he does the turn, and he looks, and they've kept that zombie looking like that zombie. And he does the look and everything... And I'm like, you know what? He looks different than the other zombies. I love that. I love the fact that they've kept that zombie, that little like, oh, here you go, lads. Okay. I'm like, so there's enough that you've nice. seen where it's clear that the whoever's directing it or whatever ha- is trying. Yeah. He he is trying, but <laughs> it, I I've got no hope it's going to be good. But no, okay. it's got enough moments in there that make me go, hmm. Yeah. You know what? I, well, I, that's, I, but that's all it needs. It needs enough of those to make fans go, "All right, yeah, I need to see this." Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. I'll be honest with you. So hopefully it will be great. I like I said, I I think it will be mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact it just looked like a huge like even when you watch the breakdown of the trailer with the director and he's like yeah you get like a really good assault on precinct 13 feel with the with the film I'm like oh so it's going to be an action film then so there's going to be a huge point it's probably that's going to be the the, the RPD mm-hmm. part of the Kahoom uh, police department where that that happens but yeah it's interesting like They've kept quite a, a few, like we talked when we've seen the original sort of couple of pictures and stuff like that. We've seen like Lisa Trevorrow and that sort of stuff. Looks really nice. William Birkin looks awesome. Um, but the, yeah, the dog, the zombie dog doesn't doesn't look great at all. And the fact that he shows up in the car park to begin with instead of the actual, like either A, outside the mansion when you go running in like the intro or through the window of the actual mansion they put it through the window of a car door instead i'm like "Mm, why like it's just things 
confused when, when he wants to do so many like nods to the fans but like oh look we kept that moment in oh we kept that moment in why do twist one of the biggest moments that people remember from resident evil hmm. and put it in a tiny window with police chief irons instead of the the window with jill or chris it's weird very weird but yeah, i guess it's going to be strange how they keep certain things and just don't bother with others and change others yeah, so uh, but that's that's everything you see from the the American version of the trailer. It's just literally all sort of action packed going through tiny little snippets of stuff. And then you're like, oh, have you seen this one? I was like, oh, there's two trailers. And then I watched yeah. the second trailer, and it's massively different in in tone. And that's what genuinely should have. Well, yeah, and that's the one that should have been shown because it plays the story part of it. So you actually mm-hmm. get to understand more what's going on and well, less that, spoilers. That one is definitely more um more for fans you know the 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 other one seems to be this is what a standard trailer for a standard action movie looks like so people who are looking for a film to go and see this is for them so yeah. at least then the international version does seem to be geared a little bit more into you know it's a bit more coherent and that it shows a bit more of the progression of the story um and has a bit more of the tone of the game so it was probably more for the gamers it's just mad because like when you look at them on youtube mm. the first trailer the american one has over five million views now and you have a look at the um the international one there's not even a million views on it yet Jeez. like it's nowhere near so people have gone oh my god and not even <laughs> thought oh well have a look to see what else there is like on the side when it's like have a look at this one like nah nah i'm good <laughs> so i hope it just hasn't hurt more than it's it's intrigued yeah that's yeah. that's the issue um because i think if we weren't podding i probably wouldn't have looked at the second trailer okay either yeah. after seeing the first one i was like oh yeah i'll probably wait i mean admittedly like uh, you will be the only person that hopefully will come to the pictures to see it with me yeah i'll go and see anything um maybe. so yeah exactly that's what i was saying to, saying to mike and work i was like thankfully i know that dan will come to the pictures he's like do you reckon i was like he went to see snake eyes if he's gone to see Snake Eyes, <laughs> he will go to watch fucking Resident Evil with me. So that yeah, was my yeah. level. And he was like, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, it's interesting. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to be great. But I'm I'm there for it. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I went to see Valerian at the cinema. I mean, you know, I'll literally Ooh. go and see anything. If, if, if it just gives me an afternoon out. Have you been to see Bond yet? I did, yep. Really good. I and liked it. Um, the certain things, it was one of those, the more I started to analyse it in my head, the more problems I found in it. But in terms of, did I enjoy it? Just, you know, two and a half hours sat in the cinema. I, I did, really did. Fair enough. Um, I also watched um, a, uh, I don't know if it's on HBO Max, so I'm probably going to be shouted at for this. I've, I've seen Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I can't remember whether it's out yet. <laughs> it's not. It's not out over here yet. Okay. I don't All think. Right. Fair um, but it's out in America where I flew to to watch it. Right, 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 right. Will, see, see, will, will that help? Yeah. I don't know if it's out in like on HBO Max or anything like that sort of stuff. No. Um, I don't think it is. Let's see. It's fine. You went no, on the high no, seas. Oh yeah, you it's, it it's, while you were in international waters. It'll be on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, HBO Max. 
so it will be on HBO Max apparently. Okay. All so right. so that's fine. So that's where I watched it. I watched yeah, it yeah, on yeah. HBO mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Okay. And uh, give it, give it out a ten. Uh, three. Yeah, that's what I'd have expected. <laughs> four, four at a push. Okay. It's worth. It's worth the the end credit scene. Okay. That's the, yep. that's the only thing that made me want to watch it. It's absolutely uh, what I'd heard. I've not heard what but, it is, but I've heard exactly oh, right. that. Okay. Yeah. I I heard what it was before I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Right. Okay. I wonder if there's anything else in it. So I, I went and watched it and there's not um, at all. Apart from, I, I was showing one of the lads. Um, it, it works. He was like, oh yeah, I, I, was, I really want to watch it. Like, you know, I didn't mind the first one at all. And he was like, I heard the CGI is well better in this one. And I was like, look at this. Yeah. No. And just showing him a scene and he was like, what's that? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's Venom and, and, you know, Tom Hardy. And he's like, wow. And I was like, yep. That's how good it looks all the way through, mate. And he was like, yeah, I'll pass on that. And I'm like, just watch the end credit scene. And he was like, all right, send me your username and password for HBO Max and then I'll watch it. So I WhatsApped him the link to my HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still yeah. need to keep and, covering yourself, Reg. It's fine. And then we watched it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not great at all. Unlike Bond, which apparently then is good. Yeah, it is. Well worth saying, like my it. I th- in terms of the ones I like, I I liked Casino Royale, I liked um, Spectre, and I liked this one. Couldn't stand Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall was overrated. Um, so take my advice as as you will, based on which ones you thought were really good, I guess. Um, but it was a really, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those without spoiling things. It's hard to say certain things but um it was it was done well it, it had it the story made enough sense that the ending paid off well and yeah I, it was it was very long like when i when i went in and i had to look at what time i'd be home i was like wow okay i'm gonna be in here for like three and a quarter hours like including the trailers um but it doesn't ever get too dull and boring um but yeah well done I, I I thought well worth seeing if you want to just well if you've got three hours spare which you probably haven't right Reg? <laughs> not 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 yet. I no. I am tempted to. My, my dad keeps on telling me that people are that he knows are going to see it. Okay. So I think that's his hint of. All right. So there you can go. You, yeah, nice can you take me to go see it? Even I'll be like, dad. Yeah. Go on then. Perfect. So at some point I'll do. I'll, I will do yeah. that. So, but we'll mm. see. Um, yeah. While we are on the subject of of things that okay. that are out and sequels and stuff like that, just before we finish, so the uh, the Child's Play Chucky TV series is now out in oh, America. Right. The first the first episode, and apparently it's great. So okay. yeah, apparently yeah, I was, sure. I was having a I was having I'll a read know, of some okay. of the stuff, and I'm I'm actually quite excited for it now. Apparently it it translates the formula very very well. Um, mm. And apparently, it, it brings it up to what the film should have done. I was like, "Oh, nice!" nice. And apparently, the, lots of people are surprised with like how good the actual it, the series is. So, yeah, I'm slightly, slightly hoping that's going to be great when it d- does finally make its way over here. So, we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I've not seen who's picked that up, but yeah, I, it's just not not anything I'm interested in. Never been interested in the Chucky films. 
No, fair enough. And um, just have have you seen the so at the moment Kotaku is like the um, the gaming website. Um, is it gone into like a shit ton of trouble? Um, at yes. The moment? Um, remind me what it was for. I saw it was some article they put up, wasn't it? Yeah. So they they put up an article. That Metroid Dread has just come out recently. Yes. Oh, that's it. And they encourage people to pirate it. Have you? It is unbelievable, right? So, yes, I'm all for emulation, and I know I've just said I watch Venom, but. You know, we always said I had no fucking interest in that, and that's they were never getting your money anyway. No, (laughs) and I know, I know, I know that's not the point. Yeah, Nerdo D does not endorse that type of behavior. It it does not, and I will never do it again. It was just one of those. I would, yeah, I just had to um, for some unknown reason. Um, But yeah, so so Metroid Dread has has literally came out about a week ago. Yeah. and someone uh, who's already made a Switch emulator has managed to rip the dump files, stick them onto uh, like some files on their PC, mod it into 4K. Hmm. And then they've gone, whoops, and slipped it online instead of putting it literally just for themselves to play. And while that, that's fine, because people who obviously like... It's a small niche market who like Metroid anyway. Okay. So, you know, yeah, for people who... Yeah, and with this who, being a 2D, um, you know... Return to Metroid. I was going to say Metroidvania, but it, yeah, it's Metroid. No, it is Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> everyone so, describes it as it's not for everyone, that is it? That's no, it, is it's not. So classic. So, so usually the the people who would want to play it will buy it because they're excited to be able to play it. Mm. But then you got the likes of Kotaku who've gone like, if you want the the definitive edition of it, just fucking download the pirated version on, and yeah. they give you the link to the actual place to download it it's from. It's strange, isn't it? It's and it's then written explain in, how to do it. Yeah, it's written in a way of like, hey, isn't it interesting that they worked out how to do this and look how well it plays? But yeah, the if it had just been that, like comment on on like this this has happened and this is what people are doing now. I'm sure Nintendo will deal with it in the way they need to. But it's not just that. It's then the first paragraph was or is. I'm not. Even, I'm not sure whether it's still there now. Is like, yeah, we don't encourage you to do this. But you know, if you want to go to this website and download it and not buy this game, it's like really badly written. Whoever wrote it, I'm sure they've not got a job anymore. No, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. how bad that that's happened. Oh my god, there's another anthology season of Walking Dead coming out. Sorry, I literally just as we were going through, I was like, what? Um, But yeah, so I I genuinely can't believe that such a a huge gaming sort of like, you know, internet phenomenon like Kotaku has come out and just blatantly gone, go on, guys, do it. It's just, just ridiculous. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. And yeah, don't go out and do that. If you want to play Metroid and just go out and buy it, please. Mm because at the end of the day like yeah they they do need your money if you want more metroid games you you need to do it and while emulation can be fun use it for the older games that you can't play anymore and that you can't buy anymore go do it on there not for the latest stuff and mm. make sure you own the game before you yeah. play it exactly we've talked about me having my emulators on my my tablet um but it's things like yeah snes games that i own and game boy advance games that i own and um, GameCube games that I own, all this sort of stuff. So it's 
yeah that i i it, giving yourself an opportunity to play it on on a, a more convenient system i totally understand but not when it's something that is you know still currently widely available for sale yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah anywho yeah um right i think that is our time reg um it's worth pointing out to people as well though that um i don't know whether we've mentioned that we have now started a new podcast uh every monday uh you will get a nice short little 30 to 40 minute episode of something we like to call coasting which is Ooh. essentially a theme park podcast so we talk a lot about theme parks on this show so you know you should be happy if you're not interested in that that we've now uh sort of section that offers its own podcast <laughs> we have yeah and for the people yeah yeah and for the people that are like you, you already talk about it anyway we talk about different things on this podcast we do. It's it's yep. it's not just recycled material, mainly because no, no, we don't no. have a script or anything, so we can never remember what we say in the first place. Anyway, but that's exactly. not the point. Exactly. This is all specialized and just each episode is completely different. Yeah. So and we hope I you enjoy love it. We've got two episodes up so far, and genuinely, like I, I can always tell when I'm editing like a video or audio or whatnot whether you know how much i'm enjoying something and i can i can i really like it and i think people will too um comes comes across really sort of good concise you know doesn't overstay its welcome like this show might do sometimes um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go and go and subscribe to that uh, we're on all the usual things just search for coasting um uh it's also on youtube and facebook on our nerd od uh, page on facebook and the nod network page on youtube so please go and listen to that and we are very shortly returning we are now two episodes into recording um we're back to our D campaign the blade of flow chronicles so that's going to be coming back soon i'm just banking a few episodes so we don't you know end up with a big gap again yeah so, but we don't want that, that. right but that, that is all the housekeeping I have. We should have done that at the beginning, really, but never know. Never mind, eh? Well, we can always just cut, copy. <laughs> nah. Stop giving me work. Why do that? Why do that when people exactly. who like the start of the show will Correct. finish at the end of the show? Precisely. I don't think that makes sense. But okay, why not? Right. Anyway, Ooh. thank you, Reg, uh, for giving me your time. And thank you for all the people at home for listening. Aye, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>